Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is the first episode of a new podcast called The Brack Pack. Uh, I'm Jamal. You know, my cousins calling me Maul a lot, unless they want to call me Jamal if I've gone too far in a subject of conversation. <laughs> um, this uh, podcast came about because we, four or five, have a group chat, and it is very lit. Like the group chat is lit. Uh, you will hear some of the conversations and discussions that we put on there. But I did came, I think Shani brought it up one time that our conversations could be a podcast, that we can't be the only family with this type of dynamic, this type of drama, this type of history. So we thought we'd bring our family dynamic to you guys to see if you guys related, if you had similar situations and things you wanted us to talk about. So everyone's going to go around a little bit, introduce themselves, and then we'll go into a little history, how we all connected, because we didn't grow up together. So that's an interesting time <laughs> too. So um, Shani, being the oldest, you can go first. Uh, you just had to put out there that I'm the oldest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am the oldest of the tribe. Um, I am 35 years old. I have one daughter. Um, was a teenage mom, grew up, went to school, became a nurse. I've been a nurse for the last eight years. Um, my specialties include emergency department, and I am currently working in labor and delivery. Um, I am connected to Jamal because my mother is his sister, and his, his mother are sisters. Um, so we grew up together, um, and Shakoria and Shamira, um, I'm connected to them because their father is um, my cousin. Corey, you next. Hey, y'all. They're going to say I'm the shy one, which I am, but whatever. I'm the Gemini. I'm, I'm 27. Since. I have a seven-year-old daughter who thinks she's my mother. Um yeah, me and Mira, of course, we sisters, we grew up together. Literally, I we really became close, like, out of nowhere. I didn't even know my grandfather. That's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I, worked, I worked for the post office. Uh, that's Y'all get to know me throughout the show. <laughs> All right, so now it's time Mira. for now it's the baby. So, as you all know, I'm Shamira. I'm the baby of the group. Um, I'm 23. I have a daughter. She's one. Her name is Aaliyah. Um, yeah, as y'all know, Shakur, y'all already said it. That's my sister. And the story of how actually I met Jamal is probably the funniest because I did not like him. <laughs> and I didn't even know he was my cousin. Um, Social media is like an amazing thing because that's really how we connected was through social media. Mm -hmm. um, like Shakoy said, we don't really know our grandfather like that. So it's kind of weird <laughs> that we're like super close with his side of the family more than we are with him. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I work in daycare. I love kids. Um, and yeah, y'all just get to know me. I'm the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Y'all know that we all have daughters. <laughs> right. We all have daughters. No boys. No sons. <laughs> well, that's not true. I also have a daughter. Like, I didn't go into that. Like, uh, 
I am the, I guess I'm the second oldest. I'll be 33 in July. I do have a daughter. She's almost five. Y'all will get into the dynamic of my complex comp, uh, custody issues as we go on. Ooh, I'm sure parenting, will, <laughs> I'm sure parenting <laughs> will come up plenty on um, on some of our topics. But I'll, we're missing one of the uh, person of the quintet, our other male cousin, Supreme. He's not here today, but he has a son. So, oh yeah, so true, he true. he is the only one with a son. So, and that dynamic. But they kind of went into some of the topics easily. I'll grandfather, uh, we're all connected to our grandfather, and Shannon and I are connected to our grandmother, but our grandfather was a rolling stone. Yes. Mm, (laughs) And when Mira and and Koya talk about their grandfather, that's actually our me and Shandor's uncle. So, that's how complicated it was. Long story short, our grandfather, plain and simple, stepped out on me and Shandor's grandmother. And had three kids in a different part of town. Uh, one of them being um, Mira and Koya's grandfather, who yes. was father, their father. Mm. So that's how the dynamic kind of goes about. It, of course, was family history. Um, Shannon, he helped. He hit the family for like he hit this family for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think it was um like a, a unspoken like secrets uh honestly until like later on when like grandmother found out about him and then she kind of just i don't know like <laughs> there's a lot of history with that um, yeah i think kind of the piggyback off mira's story i didn't know about mira and Coria until maybe that what family yeah it was like out in the park somewhere this had to be 2000 13, 13. 14. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I laid eyes on. Funny thing is, we didn't speak that entire event. Like, At all. Right. <laughs> I, saw, I saw them. We took this awkward <laughs> picture with all of us in Right. It. right. right. <laughs> I, we knew Shani, though. We did know Shani. Because I, I think, I think, Chikoya, I think you were sitting next to Shani in the picture. Yeah, we knew Shani because she came to see you for one of your you leave prom. for prom. My yeah. junior prom. So it was a various, um, I think the story of with how you guys as father and your part of the family came together, it has something to do with Bishop. Well, Bishop being, for the listeners, is one of our aunts, our aunt Curl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she went. She made it her business to kind of make sure that your father and your your uncle were integrated, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and I think she went out of the way. Um I had heard about Corey and Ray Ray for because, of course, my brother being closer to their age, they hung out with them. And... Right, and that's the reason why I came to the prom um, because I more so knew their their mom and their dad. Oh, okay, okay. Because when I remember taking the picture and mm-hmm. my father was like, do you know who that is? And I was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> was like, no. I was like, no. And he, he was, was like, like, that's, that's your cousin. cousin. And I was like, oh, okay, like I got many cousins that I don't know, <laughs> apparently, because I know don't. And then it was like, I think it was you, um, and I think Shantae was in the picture too. Mm-hmm. And so basically, like, yeah, to make a long story short, <laughs> um, we had, you know, like Papa was a Rolling Stone, so my grandfather, you know, for the other kids, some of them grew up down south. Um, eventually. 
um, our parents, um, you know, made connections and, you know, was able to get us all together. And we had one big family reunion where, you know, we met a lot of family members that we never even knew of or knew existed or knew we had. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, you know, somewhere down the line, we came up with this group chat and here but we But even after the, the family reunion, we never even talked. Remember we never we didn't. Right, it, it, it right. really didn't. I like, it started, it like started a year later. Yeah, I think it was a year later. Like, no, it actually started when I came, the summer I came home from school. So it started in 2016. Yeah, that's where it started. Corey, uh, mm-hmm. like, Corey, Mira and Bria had hung out doing something. And Bria, as she would normally do, um, our different cousin and I, it's like we had lived together for five years. And Bria would not, and I would normally get together just for a happy hour. Whenever she was like downtown close to dark, she's like, what time you get off? You want to hook up? And this particular day, she was like, you want to get happy? I was like, all right, cool. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And she was like, I'm going to bring Mira. And all this guy, I was like, who's that? Right. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's, you know, Corey, um, Corey daughter. I was like, no, you remember? I was like, yeah, but no, but what? Okay, bring him. And, you know, family's family. It's no big deal for me. And they, you know, we met at our wild favorite place. I think all of us were there, um, Gordon and Birch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they closed now. They closed down. Like, that's a whole really? thing, yo. That was our place. Yo, we gonna have to find a new mm-hmm. place. <laughs> so, they showed up. And, of course, it was it was uh, normal with me and Bria. But it wasn't awkward with, it me, wasn't and awkward at with all. Uh, me and Mira. And then when Mira started going in, after the drink started flowing, <laughs> And she started going in how she be dragging on these dudes. I was like, oh, this is a Kendrick Spears. Like, tell me more, sis. Yeah. And, and the three of us had a group chat. Of course, Bria started it, which is mm-hmm. ironic because she never replies. But Bria started it. And I added Shani because I was like, oh, we should add Shani. Like, you know, I think I think Corey or me had asked about some family stuff. And I added Shani to the group. And of course, Mira added Corey to the group. Mm-hmm. And that was the, like I like to call the core four, because a couple of people have been in this group chat. But they never left. They never left, because it's funny, because Bria started it, but ended yes. up, we going, went to the side, and that's how the Breakfast Club Right, the Breakfast about. Club. And, and the funny story about the, um, the title of the show like it would have been called the Brexit Club but a lot of y'all know like there's a national syndicated show that right already has that name but when we added one dollar I was like all right now it's four five of us I gotta change the name and I like old 80s movies and there was this group of like teenagers in the 80s who were in a lot of teen-based movies and it was called the Brat Pack and I was like all five of us are kind of brandy. We went our way, but we swear it's not our fault. I said, I'm going to name this shit the Brat Pack. That's what I'm going to name it. And that's where it came. I was like, yo, the, the show can sound just like that. And that's how it came. But I feel like we have stories or experiences together or past or things that we haven't even shared, you know, collectively that other people could relate to as like, because technically we're a a blended family right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we didn't grow up and the fact that we could be so close without having those ingrained foundational things i think some of our relationships are a lot of close are closer than even siblings like i think i'm closer with yeah. y'all than i am my own brother right, right. Mm-hmm. in that same time and that has nothing to do with just age different because i think it's what five years between me and Koya. 
uh, I think it's what ten between me and Mira. Right. And me and Sandy are the closest because it's two. But I think it's more about that our personalities match up. Mm-hmm. We're soulmates. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> no, for real. We no, seriously. Really we're so we're soulmates. It really is, and it's just kind of sad because it's like sometimes I think when I you know. It, it's sad that the family couldn't have been more together because sometimes when I tell y'all guys stories, I kind of feel kind of guilty that I got to see granddaddy, well, in y'all case, great grand, your great grandfather, and you didn't. Right. That you kind of didn't get those memories and all of that because, you know, families back then, like when you stepped out, you didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't bring them around. Don't, don't bring it up. It's just the un, what, unspoken truth. Mm-hmm. Which is very, I think it's sometimes harder on the kids because it's like you're robbing them of, you know, the things that they should have. Mm-hmm. So somebody talk about the the inner workings of the group. Like, we're all four, but even some of us match off differently. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get along pretty well, but, you know, you know that that's not the case for every situation. Yeah, not at all. Sometimes we have more piss Shani off. I am the voice of reason about. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Shani, you the voice of reason? I'm the voice of reason. They are crazy. I have to try to mediate because you know. Sometimes 35 kick in and I got, you know. <laughs> this Jamal is how I see. No filter. He's the worst of them all. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he he don't have any filter at all. Sometimes I'm the one that gives it to you straight. Right. I'm the one that gives it to you. No sugarcoat. I feel like in this dynamic, Mira and I relate the most. We have similar personalities. I feel mm. like sometimes she's where I used to be so I can, I can feel her on like the temper and the wanting to explode. Corey and I are like the most emotionally connected because I feel like, yo, she got the emotions I have. Right. Like she's sensitive like that. She loves how I love. Shani is the logical part. We're probably the more intertwined <laughs> because we grew up together, but it also makes for like that sibling fight. It's yes. like, oh, we know each other the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> so we argue the most. Right, but it, it it is like an interesting dynamic. I think it's a balance because the fact that we're all varied in age gives some experience. Like we can pour into Mira. Mira tells us stuff that might be new that we don't know because she's young uh-huh. and might hit her quicker. Right. But I feel like we all, but I think our parenting situations also playing a role in that. We've all had different parenting experiences. Mm-hmm. With like Coria and Coria and um, Mira got to grow up in a two parent household mm-hmm. with like Manchetti having had that experience in different ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, what else should we tell them? Oh, we should tell them about Supreme since he's not here. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's just really a little, the crazy just a little one. bottom until yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> he's the art, he's the artist, he's the yeah, artist, he's the which, artist. So as you imagine, he's the most eccentric. Mm-hmm. He's the most eccentric. He's the youngest boy. He's 
and I think that New York come out to him a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's not even from here. He's not from Baltimore. No, he was born here, but I think Aunt Mimi took him up for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, he spent yeah. some time in New York. Yeah, he spent some time in New York. He was born here, but then after Uncle Wendell and them, you know, that relationship ended, you know, Mimi took a, a road up north. Oh, wow. This whole time I thought he was from New York. No, he wasn't. Like, he spent a good portion of his childhood up there. I think it was some summers, and I think, I think it was a few years that they were up there year-round. But no, I think, I think actually, Shani, correct me, isn't Mimi from New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. I think Mimi's family's up there. I think that's what it is. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what it is. I mean, well, I guess I'll add some dynamic to me. I also, on my side, I have a brother who's seven years older than me, a mother who's, it's a complicated relationship. <laughs> um, but my mother did pull into me um, certain characteristics, you know, my work ethic and all that. Um, but I always say anything gentle and good and decent I got for me, I got for my grandmother. And you guys will hear me reference a lot that my mother raised me, but my grandmother was the one that influenced me. She, I spent a lot of time with her in that kitchen on Sinclair Lane. Mm-hmm. Shani's very familiar. Mm-hmm. very familiar with Sinclair Thirty-eight Lane. eighty-seven. Like Yo, I spent a lot of time <laughs> in that kitchen. I think, and that's another reason I feel good because out of all the cousins, I think I spent the most time with her. Mm-hmm. I have like all of the memories because that's just where it was. And so anything that I always reference that my intentions are always to make her proud. I'm like, grandmother would not like this. I need to calm this down. And it's funny because I feel like in, in terms of temperament, Aunt Brenda and Aunt Curlin are the closest the closest to having her temperament. Yeah. Was, was grandma out here stabbing niggas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we, we going to talk about those stories. Yeah, grandmother definitely, I'll never forget that. Aunt Brenda got the story. Aunt Brenda told me a story that one time Aunt Curlin and my mother, who was the family fighter, some girls came up to their door, um, to their door, that back door. I think it was it might have been Baltimore Street or Frankentown Road. Uh-huh. All the stories are either Baltimore Street or Frankentown Road, <laughs> West Baltimore. Um, she came out there and grandmother told, grandmother ain't raised no punk. She told him, y'all go out there and fight. And while my mother and Aunt Curlin were beating these daughters up, <laughs> the mother was there and was, I guess she gestured and grandmother had her favorite knife in her hand and she said, if you move, I got you like this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yo, I never forget that story that Aunt Brenda <laughs> told me. I was like, what? She was like, your grandmother was not to be played. Oh, my goodness. Like, like she was, in, she was gen- which is funny because most of the time as grandkids, you get, you meet your grandparents, it, depending on when your parents had them, at the more calmer latter part of their mm-hmm. life. There's no wildness. They, they're settled, they're experienced, and that's how I thought of her. So when I got older and like, you know, mostly when grandmother passed and when I lived with Aunt Brenda for those two years, I got the story. Right. And she's like, let me tell you who your grandmother really was in her younger days. Like granny would, I think she even wrote down on, um, I think y'all grandmother in South Baltimore. For real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> granny was no horse, Jordan. Granny was no horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Girl, and that's just, 
it, we can't be the only family with these type of stories, and that's hey, like the we can't. of the <laughs> podcast, right? Because I just feel like we we have professional experiences, family experiences that need to be shared with other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. So, I guess we can talk about some other things. Um, I think Mira and I have the most hostile co-parenting situation right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. My- Ooh, I'm going to be in jail <laughs> by the end of this year. Um, I'll go first. Uh, mine is the most... I've spent the most time in court of all yeah. of us because I have a daughter who's five. Um, joint custody with the mother but my daughter was let's put this politically correct a surprise she wasn't planned I was out here being a rolling stone I guess kind of like in and <laughs> following with my grandfather and her mother got pregnant she wanted to pursue a you know family dynamic and I was like no not really I don't see you like that let's just co-parent and it has been hell ever since every time I take it to court she asks sane for six or seven months maybe a year was the longest and then I'm back at it because she doesn't follow the court order so I'm con- you guys get uh, an insight on this podcast of their journey of a father who wants to be active but the court system is slow or inefficient and there's just no avenues in that way. Mira on the other hand Mine was like way different because we were actually together for a while and she wasn't planned. It was and she wasn't really like a surprise either. But um yeah, it was it's it's definitely a lot different. But um you know, people change. People and I don't, I don't really know how to really put it, but you know, you don't really see a lot of the signs in people when you're really like I guess in love. Love is blind. So love is definitely blind. So let's stop right there for a minute, Mary. Do do you think like maybe your perspective is different because like I wasn't in love with Blair's mother, nor did I really this may be bad to say on air. I didn't really pay her in any attention outside the sex. It was just a purely sexual thing for me. So mm-hmm. I knew I got a vibe that she wasn't long-term potential, but I never got this type of crazy, oh, you going to try to keep my kid away from me vibe. So you do you feel as though it really was a shift with Linda? Yeah, because granted, you know, well, y'all know, but he has another child. So when we were together... He was, to me, he was an active father. But as I thought, y'all was gonna get married. I realized that I the way y'all were. Yeah, we were freaking frat. Like we were literally like freaking frat. And it was just, it was just. I think like once the breakup happened, it was just like, I, I don't know. Like I can't even speak for how he felt after the breakup because I felt personally, me, I feel like for him. And why he shifted the way he did was because I don't think he thought that I was really going to be done. So you think it was a bitterness? So honestly, I think it was a bitterness. Wow. But I, as I've said plenty of times, like we could have talked and we could have came to some common ground. We wouldn't have still been together, mm-hmm. but we could have came to some common ground. So that way our co-parenting now would be different. 
I wouldn't have no peace order on me, no protective order. <laughs> We telling y'all all the teams right like, now. We telling y'all all the no, I would not have no protective order on me. I would have to stay away from him for a year. Like a lot of things would be so different because two years ago you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to tell me that today that he would have had a protective order on me. Yo, Sandy like, used to be like, "Mary, you get married before me?" <laughs> yes, like, I was really the one of all of my friends and all like in our group, I was the one that everybody kept saying, like, oh, she's gonna get married first. Yeah. I'm going to jail first now. It was about to be a whole incident because I pulled up on y'all the day that got her to yeah. yes. order. Like, yes. like Koya, like Koya literally did, in the message, Jamal was like, What y'all doing? And I was like, about to go to jail. <laughs> And like ten minutes later, he was at the yeah. door. Like, I'm chasing this man on the highway, right <laughs> on his car window. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. So, um, I, I mean, I could, we could get into detail into how I got the protective order later on down the line. Yeah. But, um, um, all right. Um, but yeah, so our persons out. I think. Um, well, I, I want Shani to go first, but I think. Koya has the most maybe amenable and peaceful um, co-parenting style. Does Shani, do you want to talk about your experience? Um, well, everybody knows. Most of the people, you know, I went to Lake Clifton um, High School, so that's how most people know me. Um, they know me as the girl with the baby um, or Shandor with the glasses. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I got pregnant at the age of 13. Um, at the time, he was 17. And, um, you know, he actually told me that I was pregnant and I, I didn't know. But um, long story short, he was he lived a life of crime. So I went through my pregnancy alone. Um, he went on a run at, when I was about six months pregnant. Um, he ended up getting shot real bad and had to go through therapy and rehab and all that kind of stuff. And then he went to jail. So he spent about 15 years um, total, not not consecutively, but total of my daughter's life in prison. So um his last time coming home was just before she graduated high school. Um, so of course you can, as you can imagine, um, it was a lot of emotions behind, um, starting with my pregnancy, you having to go through it alone and then having to raise her by myself. Um, of course I had the support of friends and family, but, um, you know, there's nothing like having that family dynamic and the support of the father because, um, lo and behold, like, you know, you do go through, you know, your child does go through those moments and times where they may act out or they, you know, they just question and wonder, where is my father? Because they go to school, they see other right. kids, their, their fathers are around. And so, you know, children begin to develop these questions. So I've experienced some things um, with that, but um, my daughter is now 20 years old and um, no, he hasn't been a part of her life um, actively in the 20 years that I've had her. I mean, you know, now that she's older, she develops her, she deals with him how she feels comfortable um, at this point. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so I've, I, I am the definition and, and, of... And you have another husband. element to it, too, right? Like, you have another, like, I don't know if you're comfortable yes. speaking about it, but Shandora experienced a, 
a kind of a stepfather type of figure who she adored. So luckily, um, my daughter did get a chance to experience what it is like to have a father in her life. Um, I got into a relationship um, when my daughter turned about two, just after she turned two years old. Um, her birthday is in July, so in that September, I got into a relationship with a guy. And um, even though our relationship only lasted about six years, um, he continued to, from day one, it was never about me. You know, sometimes you meet guys and they ease their way into your children's life. But from the beginning, it was always y'all, you know, y'all need y'all clothes washed, y'all hungry, y'all, you know. So, you know, from that, I was drawn into him because of that, simply because he accepted my daughter just as much as he accepted me. And so um, our relationship, like I say, lasted about seven years and six or seven years and then um even after we broke up they maintained their relationship because they were so close she even called him daddy that's who she identified with as her father i never broke their bond because because our relationship ended and even up until um he was you know living in baltimore he became a statistic of the murder um so even up until the day that he died he was her dad so you know, I'm very grateful that she got to experience that love of a father in her Somebody life. Somebody give me a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have yeah. both sides to the story, um, but you know, it's nothing like having the father be active in your child's life. Yes, because that father's matter. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. <me> too. <laughs> Step daddy. Um, all right. <laughs> all right, Gloria, you want to tell us? Yours, yours seems to be the I don't want to say the most normal, but yours will probably be the, I like yeah. to think of it as the, post, the most common in our generation yeah. that uh, co-parenting in separate households dynamics. So tell us how you managed to make that work. Because I, I rarely hear any friction between you and, you know, I'm not. <laughs> it's funny because he's standing right here at the door laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met him straight out of high school literally straight out of high school oh, I fell right in love with this nigga probably was the money I don't know but um... <laughs> wait 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 can we pause and, and and take into account this is the first time I've ever heard Koya say she fell in love like I'm touched like I don't know where he had me I'm touched. next thing I know I was pregnant like what seven months later I was pregnant so everything just went like we talking to me being pregnant so that goes like that um nine times seven months we decided to get a place together uh, we moved in together we lived together for about maybe two years the nigga uh he was getting crazy money so you know he started doing him the bitches started happening all that stuff and after a while later he just decided to move out that was that <clears throat> of course i was hurt but i would never like keeping my child away from you, none of that. We just decided to co-parent. A lot of, um, of course, a lot of relationships didn't work on his end because girls hated the fact that he broke his neck to do whatever for me and Naya, which is really stupid to me, but whatever. To this day, we still, we just cool. I mean, we have our little issues, but it's never nothing to do with Naya. It's us. <laughs> they get <laughs> us. <laughs> They, they real ghetto. Oh, they ghetto. They ghetto. Ghetto. Go they ghetto. Ghetto. No, she's the reason why I don't want to have nobody else with a kid. Like, they the typical yeah, baby the mama, baby daddy. Like, <laughs> they always go deal with each other type vibe. I don't want that. Like, keep that old call left. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere, sis. 
Oh, Mira out here spitting. <laughs> she telling y'all business. Yes. Look, let's, let's just get cut. Let's she just is cut the true it. definition of she not yes. going away, sis. She's not going away. Like that, that, like the people be like, you know, that baby mama stuff don't hold weight. Like my, I don't hold no weight over here. I would be the first to say, and my baby daddy don't hold no weight over here. (laughs) Don't nobody got to feel intimidated by me, and don't nobody got to feel intimidated by him. But with them two, they might as well just go ahead and get married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. Don't don't speak on that. Y'all, didn't y'all hear her say he had to do a listener? Don't right. be starting no, Koya. Don't let them start. Hey, hey. Don't let them start. Tell him go ahead, upgrade that ring, sis. <laughs> right, upgrade that ring. <laughs> no, we looking at houses today. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Now that's really that's good. Funny, like they, they, the, they the most functional, good... dysfunctional couple, yeah. non-couple yeah. that I know. Co-parenting, <laughs> everything. Yeah, our our relationship is crazy, but him, him being a father. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny here, like that little exchange we just had, that's kind of how our relationship to four of us is together. Like we'll comment, we'll encourage, we'll make fun. Like I don't know any more dysfunctional family that has functional cousins Mm -hmm. than us. Right. (laughs) And I think it's it's healthy for us because I think we understand the dynamic of our family that the parents right yeah they got history that ain't got nothing to do with us baggage that like 40 years old like i tell <laughs> i tell on brenda all the time because i <laughs> i tell her that she the sanest out of the crazy nine like she's the crazy out of the because crazy nine, brenda but... is crazy like yes <laughs> that's what i'm saying crazy that's what i'm saying she is the craziest one but she's also Y'all think I'm blunt. I got a lot of my bluntness, one, from grandmother, but in my 10 years, I spent a lot of time around Brenda's house because she was right up the street. We lived on 3210 Chesterfield. Um, Brenda lived on 3907 Chesterfield. Y'all remember these addresses? No, I, it's it's flip-flop. Yeah, it's flip-flop. Um, Brenda lived on 3210 Chesterfield. I lived at 3907, so we were like seven blocks uh, apart. And yes, I remember the address, you showed because I spent 12 years of my life <laughs> So, uh, Brenda was just always, she, her, and to an extent, on uh, Carolyn, too, they always, even when I was, I can remember as little as, like, five, they always talked to me and not at me. So, I got this, like, vibe as an adult, as a child, that honesty was always the best thing. So, that's why, like, I feel like our relationship should always be no that's why i'm always honest with i'm gonna keep it a buck i've told y'all some stuff like i remember i sent a screenshot in the messenger <laughs> and i was bragging about something and i think it was called he was like one of them says positive bro like what the hell oh <laughs> yeah I just feel like... <laughs> <laughs> and i told y'all the story i kept it a buck i ain't lie about it enough and like and i feel like family sometimes that's the problem all the dark mm-hmm. secrets, the keeping, you know, old things, and that's the issue. And I feel like one of the best things about us is knowing that, knowing that a family keep secret kept us apart for so long. Right. Like Mary said, we didn't know we didn't know each other was family forever. Like easily, one of us could avoid it. That uh, family reunion mm-hmm. in this relationship never could have happened. Or I could have something could have came up, and I could have uh, told Bri I couldn't make that happy out. Who knows? You know, slight differences. Right. Like, right could have prevented you know such a 
Like, I don't know what I did with y'all without you, like, before then. Like, you know, my best friends, they're good. They, they, they hold a piece of my life that they should, but I can't remember a time I didn't function without you. Right, like, I was just going to say that, too. Like, I can't think of, like, if, when I think of, like, good memories or good times, especially when I've been in this pandemic, and I'd be like, sure, I can't wait to go outside. Like, when I say that, I'd be like, I can't wait to go with my cousins. Like, I can't right. wait for us to go out and turn up because it's never a moment where we, like, never not having a good time. Like, when we together, it's definitely a vibe. Like, we could just literally be sitting in the house drinking wine or chilling. But it's always a vibe. We had a time of our life. A good time. Right. We always had a time of our life. Mm-hmm. First of all, Corey, you're gonna have to pee like ten times. You know it. Look, I'm not. I'm done with bathroom duty. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. Like I'm done with bathroom duty. Like I just feel like she should be carrying me to the bathroom. I'm the baby. <laughs> but you got like a hollow stomach, shorty. You know right. Yeah, she got a some got a some guy give. But. So I think we've covered the basis of the introductory. I think um, we'll like we'll get into topics on the next episode. We're gonna start breaking it back. But I just I felt like this dynamic, our relationship, was what other people needed, especially in this pandemic. And they're thinking about you know, you know, memories and families and all that. I feel like that this could either help heal a family who was like, yo. Their family just as broke as mine, or right. or had, had secrets like mine, or like they were just as far as apart, and now they can be together because de- people always talk about breaking generational curses, but they never put it in the work. And the work is always those relationship building. Mm-hmm. So, y'all got any last thoughts before our first episode wraps? Up? No, I do want to say something because I was just laughing at when you were saying how if you know, one of us couldn't make the reunion or one of us, if you couldn't make the, you know, the happy album when we went down to, um, what is it, GMB? Yeah, GMB. And I was just laughing because I was like, yeah, because I still, in my mind, I still would have been like, this this annoying person <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> because I just want to reflect on that because I was dying laughing when I saw you at the reunion because I think I looked at you quick and I was like, ew, he had cousin. I was like, he's so annoying. I was like, like, I can't stand him. I was like, I can't stand him, and I don't even know him because. Wait, wait, clear it up for the viewers. Let them know that you're saying ill about my personality. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was like, ill about my personality. No, no, no. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. You know, he's up for grabs with any ladies because we waiting for what is to happen. Oh, go ahead. He's a wonderful black man. If no man don't treat me how my cousin treats me, okay, honey, I don't want him because he okay. treats us like queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Talk that laughs> but yeah, like he used to mention me on Twitter and like we, and I used to be like, why did he comment on everything? Like, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> Because your girl was wild, man. Yeah, I would, say the you, wild stuff she said. Yeah, and I'm still the same person. But um, <laughs> it just was funny because I was really, I think I was so, like, ill because I was illing at myself. Like, like when we say we are, like, the, the same person, we are. And I, I had to realize that. And I think that's why we crash so much now. But, yeah, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to clear that up. Like I still would have been like, "Ew, who is who is this person?" <laughs> Shani, Corey, any last words? No. 
I'm just ready for the next season. I mean, next episode. Yes. Look at them. The light skinned ones. Not always the, got the little. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate y'all listening to us. We are a band of cousins. Um, I think um the premise is the four of us especially will be here every week. Um, but we might interchange some cousins as this mm-hmm. grow. I know Wendell will be here. Um, Supreme will be here. Um, probably routinely we'll work it out with his schedule. Um. If Brad decide to pop in and out, she'll get on the episodes. Right. We got other, we got other little baby cousins who I'm interested to get Kayla and Shantira on yes, here. Get some of that yeah, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some of that. Get some of that vibe. But we will be your four co-hosts. I am Maul. That's Shani. That's Koya. That's Mira. We we're the Brat Pack. We'll see you My next time. My daughter right here. She want to say hi to y'all. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that now she acting shy. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all Love next y'all. time. Love you too. Love you too.